0: haven't seen you in so in so long many never, minutes many whole pee breaks <laughs> since we've talked we uh <laughs> we just recorded a M- macy did a very nice thing in addition to the birthday present that she sent um from her which guys i can't even talk about enough it's a <laughs> pair of sunglasses that will rip your nipples off. They are so great. <laughs> Literally, um, they
1: could honestly maybe rip your nipple off if, if you got you it get,
0: just right. If you get too close to me, it will. Rip your nips off. Uh, <laughs> but in addition to that, and also the lovely gift from Hunter and from Lyra, um, Clark, by the way, is so stoked for those uh, those stogies that Good. Hunter sent. He's very, very excited. So I'm like, we, we need to... Uh, anyway, she sent also the stuff that you guys have sent in over the past... How long have we been here? I don't know. I,
1: I don't even remember how long some of that
0: stuff's been sitting at my house, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> uh so if you have sent anything over the past since before the corona took over, Macy's gotten to see it and I have not. So we filmed a little video where I did a sort of an unboxing of sorts. And we talked about the things so that video is over there if you're into watching it especially if you sent us something and you want to see uh me make a face the whole video that sounds like it was good
1: There were there it was good it was very fun to watch
0: i get so sweaty i can't explain to you why i get so sweaty when i open presents (laughs) I'm, i'm very nervous But we are not here for that. We're here to play Mad Libs. I mean, record a witchcraft (laughs) podcast.
1: Nice segue.
0: I've heard I'm the queen of them. Mm. Uh, I have two choices for you today. Mm. Centaur Wrestling Mm -hmm. or
1: Monster Bones. I'm going to go with Centaur Wrestling. I feel like that one is a long time coming, it's been lurking in the back. It's been.
0: Ah! I was thinking about that earlier today. I was like, we haven't done that in a while. <laughs> See, I did it on purpose. Mm. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hear how these centaurs get to wrestling, Macy, you need to give me an adjective right now. <clears throat> these are my least favorite. While she's pondering, I'm going to take a moment to explain that. My chair has been super squeaky today. So if you hear noises that sounds a lot like farts, I swear it's not farts. It's my care.
1: Glad you cleared that up. Yeah.
0: Now everyone thinks it's farts. It's farts. <laughs> <laughs> Give me an adjective. Uh chody. Oh. A color. Oh. A color? A color please. Flesh colored. I don't love that in conjunction with the previous word. (laughs) Flesh-colored? (laughs) Flesh-colored. Silly word.
1: Uh, Man, these are, this is maybe the hardest one. Silly words?
0: Yeah, they get me.
1: I mean, really?
0: But, you know, it's funny. I feel like everything we say outside of Mad Libs is just a continuous string of silly words.
1: One big silly word. Uh, big silly hokey pokey hokey with a hyphen hokey. so it still counts well, as one word <laughs>
0: hokey hyphen <pokey. laughs> animal oh tit mouse tit mouse verb <laughs> sorry i accidentally read some of the story and it's just wonderful uh give me a verb um a voib. Caress. Mmm. Mm. I don't like um you know, <laughs> give me a noun. Cockering. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh a name of a male celebrity. Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Okay, if y'all don't know who Ron Jeremy is, don't Google it. Um, Give me a color. Okay. (laughs) No, I'm not going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it was, you should go for it.
1: Uh, Fine. Nether region pink.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, That's going to be awful, but it makes (laughs) sense. Uh, Verb ending in ing. Copulating. Mm. So scientific and I hate it. (laughs) One noun, please. Mm, Brothel. Oh. Ooh, I typed brother. (laughs) Plural noun.
1: Okay. This is made up but to me it's not you can envision oh. who i'm talking about but a group okay. of them
0: dick weasels oh absolutely <laughs> which i i i'm this may not be exactly what you're picturing but i'm picturing little tiny dangers running around like in a pack and making weasel noises just kind of slithering around. <laughs> They're like the little big mouth dicks yeah <laughs> the little big mouth dicks uh does it say occupation plural
1: yeah there was that. that we've had that one
0: before oh remember okay. Ask doctors uh, oh. ass doctor <laughs> give me yes plural occupation then
1: um that's tricky for some reason yeah man nipple polishers what does one how do you get that job i don't know it's got on somewhere on this planet we live on there is a nipple polisher I refuse to believe otherwise.
0: I guarantee you though, about a week after this episode comes out, somebody will send us an email and be like, guys, guess what? I'm actually an apple I'm nipple pop. I'm a Like, <laughs> this is what I do. And uh, and if you are, please send us that email because mm-hmm. I have questions. Um, part of the body. Singular, just a part of the body. One part of the body. That
1: lumpy skin underneath your <laughs> armpit
0: your armpits <laughs> i got a weakness i got a weakness for those uh okay part of the body number one number one half of eight <laughs> one half of is that the sauce box way of saying four yes <laughs> <laughs> plural noun
1: golly um chippendales dancers
0: (laughs) okay chippendales the next one is verb ending in (laughs) ing
1: nuzzling
0: am i dating myself if i say all i can think of when somebody brings up chippendales is the snl sketch with chris farley no you're not i mean you might be but (laughs) i'm in the same boat uh let's see that was verb ending and our last one is a noun a simple noun just a a humble noun Mm. i read the first line of this and it might be the best cold open to a mad libs ever (laughs) uh bleached butthole bleached butthole bring back butthole (laughs) <laughs> oh god that's awful okay here we go i couldn't help it i read some of these ahead of time so just strap in here we go this is centaur wrestling mm. the crowd goes chody <laughs> wait as the flesh-colored whiz oh. that's his wrestling name he's the flesh-colored whiz Gross. and hokey pokey joe enter the ring my money is on hokey pokey joe i mean honestly that's a that's not a bad name. Great name. Great name. Hokey Pokey Joe is going up against the flesh-colored Wiz. Each of those twin centaurs is half Alapalooza Titmouse and half man. Oh. They it's are... It's What did I say? Alapalooza. <laughs> they are favored to caress tonight uh, oh. at the match... They are favored to caress tonight at the match... In cock ring city. <laughs> Entering the ring behind them. Okay, so they're on a team. Okay. We've got okay. tag team. a flesh-colored whiz and hokey pokey. They're flesh-colored a whiz okay. just sounds Entering, like a kidney infection. It's a flesh-colored whiz. Ew. Or it's like something a zombie does, like, right after it changes. And that's not good. Hmm. <sighs> Entering the ring behind them, it's Ron Jeremy's dream duo, (laughs) the nether region pink stallions. The crowd makes copulating sounds. At the hated visiting team, following the sound of the brothel shot, all four heavy-rate All four heavyweight dick weasels gallop Mm -hmm. against one another the stallions have arms like human (laughs) nipple polishers (laughs) which they use to put both of their opponents in an instant lumpy skin under your armpit lock gross that's fucking gross that sounds really painful (sighs) The referee counts all the way up to one half of eight. (laughs) Finally, the Wiz and Joe break free against all Chippendale dancers. (laughs) The hometown hometown heroes manage to dominate the stallions, nuzzling them to the mat for the full count. (laughs) The referee calls it. The stallions have lost. The bleached butthole goes wild. (laughs) Oh my God.
1: Oh, wow. I was invested in that story.
0: That was a good story. That I felt for those characters. I'm glad to know that uh, Ron Jeremy backs the bad guys. The Nether Region Pink Stallions. I'm
1: bummed that the Nether Region Pink Stallions didn't win. I I thought they were going to have it.
0: Against all Chippendale dancers. They lost. (sighs) Hmm. Wow. You feel good? I feel great. Great. All right. Let me pull up my regular notes and get away from that. Li- I swear if anyone ever comes across these notes that we type in and they just see these, this list of like tit mouse, nipple polisher, it's gonna be, we're gonna be committed.
1: Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: Tonight's victory of uh, Smokey Joe, Hokey Pokey Hokey Joe,
1: Pokey Joe,
0: and, and Flesh uh, Colored Wiz. Their win was dedicated. They told us. They said if they win tonight to dedicate that and this whole episode to our Patreon, Sally M.
1: Sally M.
0: I like the name Sally. Mustang Sally! Oh. That's, I don't know any other part of that song. I don't either. That's, that's all <laughs> I have of that one. Uh, oh. Uh, i hate going with songs that actually have the person's name in it but all i've got is ride sally
1: ride for some reason the first thing when you said ride sally Ride," what came to my head was (laughs) sally's on the storm
0: (laughs) storm (laughs) sally's on the storm (laughs) that's actually pretty badass if you Mm. replace that with somebody's name Mm -hmm. Mm it's a good little uh confidence boost very ominous almost.
1: Powerful.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh yes. What are we what are we talking about today? What are our witchcraft topics?
1: I'm talking to you today about sea glass.
0: Oh sea glass. Mm -hmm. I am um, not familiar with what that is i know the word but i don't think i've ever oh
1: you know what it is bitch it looks like you know it's when you have the pieces of glass that come out of the ocean that have been tumbled in the ocean for a very long time and they get smoothed into like the crusty looking oh hold on
0: but where does the glass come from refuse like vol- volcanic oh okay
1: yeah it's just it's glass like it, it's just like pieces of you can't oh. I can't convey it anyway it's very interesting and I didn't know much about it and I felt compelled to talk about it and I feel like this is going to be it it feels the same way when you did that episode that you know who you are episode and it just felt like someone needed to hear it okay I, yeah. I feel like someone needs to hear this and so oh. it's a very inspirational thing and um I don't know it's just when I was learning about it and I felt it like not often do ideas for topics just kind of pop in your head Mm. especially Mm -hmm. one like this that i never Mm -hmm. think about but i was just like huh i'm gonna talk about sea glass i feel like that's the one i need to do that and then the more i was reading about it i just have this
0: feeling that somebody who's going to hear this needs to hear it and that speaks further to me in in the um I hate to say validity because I don't want to ever make it sound like I d- was doubting validity. But the fact that it's such a kind of off course topic, yeah, it's not an herb or like a a, a stone in the in the temple t- uh, usual sense. Excuse yeah, me. that's uh, I'm I'm excited to hear about it. I'm talking to you about burdock. Oh,
1: cool the the root burdock.
0: Root, yeah, the, or is it uh, more things you can use. You can use that whole damn plant pretty much, and cool. I'll get into it, uh, but like my last one I did, it, uh, which was Valeria, uh, Angelica, Angelica root, you can use the whole thing, but most people do call it burdock root. Okay. Um, so, I'm excited to talk about it. I've been feeling herby recently. I've mm. been really drawn to, like, roots and herbs and mm. things, so I'm not going to apologize for it, okay? Okay. I'm not. I think that you need to tell me, though. You need to tell me about sea glass.
1: Do I go first? <clears throat> sure do. All righty. I can do it. Man, I smell that mango curry that Lyra is making right now, and I want oh. to leave my body. Oh, mango curry. Oh, it's so delicious, dude. That sounds delicious.
0: I love a good curry.
1: Oh, I love a good curry. Good curry. All right. What am I talking about?
0: I hope, I named, I, hope
1: I named this document. Okay, here we go. Cool. <laughs> So let's differentiate. So there is sea glass and there is beach glass. There are two different things. So sea glass mm. is glass that has been physically and chemically altered, weathered, by long-term exfoliation, for lack of a better word, in salt water, bodies of saltwater, such mm. as the ocean, uh, things like that. Beach glass can be found from freshwater things like lakes and rivers. It's chemically different because it hasn't experienced uh, a lot of the different, like the salt and whatnot that has its effect on the glass. However, it still, you know, has something to it. So the process that it goes through creates a frosted appearance. So you can have a perfectly, so for example, so say someone, some asshole, throws a Bud Light platinum bottle into the ocean. But, you know, it's that blue glass, right? So it's clear when it's, you know, new. It's a broken bottle, you know. However, once it's sea glass and it's gone through its transformation, it's frosted, which gives it this very misty look. It's very cool. And Mm. It's one of the ways that you can tell genuine sea glass, which has been worn down over decades to beach glass uh, most of the time or fake or like manufactured sea glass.
0: Oh, I, for some reason was feeling like when I picture sea glass, even though I said I I had never really seen it before, I was picturing as very clear. So maybe, huh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's typically, and it's not like cloudy,
1: but it's frosty. It looks yeah. like a frosted window, Ooh. and uh, I'll explain. Oh, I'll explain in a second why that is. So, another name for sea glass is drift glass, which mm-hmm. kind of explains, you know, its process—the longshore drift process uh, of the glass being tumbled and smoothed and changed on the sand as it has its journey. So, the frosted nature comes from an actual chemical change. Uh, for when the glass has been in the water for so long, particularly the salt water, that the water leaches out the soda and lime in the glass and it creates the frosted (laughs) look. Pitting is another descriptive word that is used to, or that is part of sea glass's appearance. So especially authentic sea glass that's gone through the real process on the bottom of the ocean for 20 to 40 years. I mean, like decades.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so the pitting is when it nicks sharp pieces of sand, shells, rocks, and it the surface is not perfectly smooth. Like yes. it, it has little notches and whatnot in it that just come from its unique journey as to how it was smoothed down into sea glass. So to a knowing eye, the degree of pitting, as well as the frost, the pitting, especially in regards to It can tell, it can help someone who knows what they're looking for, where it came from potentially, or at least what kind of place it came from. You have some places that are rougher and rockier than others on the ocean floor. And you can look at that. You can look at a piece of glass and see how beat up it is. And to someone who knows what they're looking at, they can be like, oh, this came from this kind of place. And that's always really
0: Hmm. neat. Yeah. When somebody knows like so specifically what they're talking about, it's very cool.
1: So, by the sea jewelry, which they know nothing of us, I just found them and it was not incredible. a friend of the show, not a friend, but I want mm. them to be because goddamn. So, <laughs> their website is incredibly informative and in talking about sea glass, all of the things about it, a lot of this information I got from there. And they said this, which I really loved sea glass is a reverse gem because it is mm. made by man and refined by nature instead of made by nature and refined by man. And I think that is so neat. It's just a complete flip on that. So first of all, buy the sea jewelry. Like Those pieces (laughs) are so good. (laughs) They're so painfully good. I was looking today at some of them and there was this blood red, big chunk of sea glass, deep, blood red real and they only it's all authentic sea glass that's done its journey and transformed and it was this blood red hunk of pendant of just sea glass and i just
0: died on the inside it was so beautiful i can tell that you were into it because the way you're rubbing your face is like you're in actual pain thinking about it was so beautiful (laughs) um so
1: this glass can come from broken bottles shipwrecks trash dumped into the ocean hurricanes or tsunamis that have caused people's belongings to wash out to sea etc that's how it can happen Hmm. unfortunately there is less and less sea glass or it is harder to find because unlike you know the times of fuck the 20s on to the 50s and 60s really when everything was in glass now most shit's in plastic and so there's not quite the degree of glass around Mm. so it's you don't quite find as much it's it's definitely more of a treasure now
0: i guess that's a double-edged sword because on one hand it's cool to have sea glass but on the other hand it's like does that mean there's less pollution but on the other hand probably not it's just all plastic now
1: yeah the problem is is (laughs) glass doesn't release microplastics so we get (laughs) microplastics instead which is great
0: look guys if you want to litter just do it with glass
1: just throw your glass bottles y'all don't take us seriously (laughs)
0: Oh my God!
1: <laughs> well, Waba said we could litter in the ocean because it makes sea glass. <laughs> Can you imagine?
0: Oh, we get taken
1: to court. Oh God! Oh God! Add that to the list of people who are going to sue us. Oh, shit. So there are different <sighs> kinds of sea glass. So you, of course, have your smooth little nubbins of sea glass that look like tumbled
0: stones. And the way you say nubbins so frequently (laughs) it really gets to me
1: it's a word i mean i probably use it five to ten times a day it's what i call dante he is a nubbin he's just a nubbin. nubbin along with the nubbins you can have sea glass or like long tumbled marbles, like that were actually like child's marbles that have gone through Ooh. the transformation, which is very cool. Bottle stoppers, like the lids or like the lips of old glass bottles can stay intact, like, and they kind of go through that. Uh, so you can have all kinds of things. What's cool with the marbles is that while they frost, you can still see the color inside so like if it's one of those marbles with like the the design in the middle like even though it's kind of frosty on the outside you can still see that inside it's very cool
0: i'm still not over the fact that you said the lips of the bottle i can't handle that the lips
1: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) so you can get, and it's actually more common, uh, artificial sea glass that is made either by using like acid baths or rock tumblers over a period of time. Uh, and it's not limited to color because any glass can be used, you know, so you, you can kind of make it whatever color you want instead of just hoping, you know, whatever you find. Uh, however, in doing so, I think you're missing some of the power that can come from the long transformed sea glass that is not to say that your piece doesn't mean anything intentions everything you can Mm. program your shit you know with a lot of your own power however i feel but it wasn't wasn't kissed by poseidon that's the thing like as someone who works with the elements i feel like it doesn't have that influence of the water element that you can pull from
0: uh yeah i get that And and it's
1: kind of, you know, so you, and I'll go in a little further as to like, just the scope of what it has to go to go through, you know, but like, you have this thing that becomes one with the ocean completely. It's something that doesn't belong in the ocean, but it becomes one with the ocean is changed by the ocean. And it just, I feel like you get mad elemental power or like element Mm -hmm. power in there that comes with that, you know, it's not something that mankind fast forwarded you know and took decades off of like this is something that is born over time mm-hmm. and I just think that always has power it's like and Aquaman it, it exactly and I think it kind of depends what you want to use it for like I'm not trying to shit on your man-made sea glass like and it kind of de- however if you want to use it for purposes that traditional sea glass is often associated with like renewal rebirth transformation transformation coming out of the ashes mm. that kind of serious work it's it stands to reason that this glass that was discard which has been tumbled in the ocean journeying from who knows where it was deposited it washes ashore after decades of slow transformation you're going to get something out of that more so than you would something that was created mm. you know as a quicker way to get to that so that's the magic of it it's like that yura energy exactly and that's to me that's where the power of sea glass comes from that's why if it was up to me i would want a true piece of sea glass uh i would want you know something that i know that when i hold it in my hands i can feel what it went through you know and Mm -hmm. i can think on that and envision that and all of that because that just is so powerful to me and especially because we've all been that broken bottle you know like and i think that's important to think about like you know whether it it could be anything like we you don't feel like you're enough or you're not enough for other people we've all kind of felt like we can't climb out of that hole that oftentimes Mm -hmm. We put ourselves in, but sometimes we didn't put ourselves there, and you're still there regardless, and you have to get out of it. And if you don't, you'll never be anything more. So, I, I really, one of the things that I really like about Sea Glass is the transformation element of it. So, you literally take something that is trash, garbage, right? Like broken bottles. And true authentic sea glass sometimes can be worth as much as like a semi-precious gemstone. Like you put that in a setting and you're talking hundreds of Ooh. dollars, like the value of it completely transforms along with the work that goes into it. And I always really appreciate that. And like, even though it takes 40 years sometimes, like even so 40 years, it amazes me what happens to it. It looks, you want to eat it. It just—it's absolutely incredible what it looks like, and it's so special. Like, I mean, it's literally a treasure (laughs) to me. Like, it's—it's valuable, but it's also powerful. Like, you're holding
0: something that the ocean molded for decades. And thinking of the uh, thing from Moana. I know it's not the same, but uh, the Uh, little—the
1: heart of the ocean. (laughs) Yes. So I just, I feel like there's a massive metaphor here. I mean, the meaning of sea glass, cause like, you know, sometimes we do topics that are just like really on the nose. It's like, it does this because of this. Sea glass is one of those to me. It's actual origin story it is the metaphor for the work that it needs to do. You know, you have the ocean, this ancient all powerful thing. It has the ability to destroy anything that we've created in minutes, if it yeah. wants to, wiping our presence away completely but it also has this power to gently tumble a piece of glass over a really long time and give it back to us even though it's something that we fucked around and threw in it in the first place no it will slowly with all of the power that it has to bring down cities gently do this piece of glass and I feel like you get the, like that kind of duality, it comes with earth energy too, you know, life in general. It's the same thing. It can completely chew us up, spit us out to where you're at rock bottom and you don't know what to do. But life can also, like, over time, give you something good, you know, and it's just, it's this, it, there's so much meaning that goes to it. And, you know, just like in nature, just like in life, there are no absolutes. And, I think sea glass is a reminder of that like having that if you know you if this is something that you need having a piece of it being able to look down and see something that was completely refused forgotten thrown away and was garbage that was turned into something over so long just slowly hard work arduous journeys across the ocean being hit by sand and fucked around slowly getting smoothed down to be turned into something completely different and it's in the dark and it's probably terrible
0: i mean like truly it's got to be awful and, i mean i can't imagine that it would be fun exactly and
1: i i think that that's the importance of it. That glass has lived its lifetime and it still has a new life when you get it. And I think it's that perfect reminder that short of death, nothing in our life is certain. That's the only certain thing. We all know we're going to die. However, everything else, kind of a toss up <laughs> this power to make that information your advantage or your disadvantage. You know the difference is outlook as well as persistence. And so, like I'm an animist. I know you're an animist. Yes. And I visualize <laughs> everything as having feelings and as being mm-hmm. alive. And I think that's why sea glass is so impactful to me. Is that think about it, think about how it feels. The like, process these emotions that this piece of glass went through, and tell me how it doesn't correlate with starting over in life because it just does. Like yeah. it's this piece of glass refuse thrown into the ocean so say you're on a fucking cruise ship and you, these these dickheads like throw glass bottles into the middle of the ocean this bottle, Chad. yes this bottle which is now completely out of its element literally is sinking unknown into the ocean thousands of feet maybe depending on where it is to the cold pitch black darkness
0: Terrifying.
1: The- life surrounding you (laughs) yes and you're in the pitch blackness with tremendous pressure Mm. and slowly then completely in a new place this piece of glass this bottle whatever starts slowly ever so slowly being drug across the bottom of the ocean and it is drug across the bottom of the ocean for decades and it hits rocks and it gets nicked by sand and it gets tumbled around in the pitch blackness with no clue as to what's going on, where it's going, what's going to happen or why until it washes up on the ocean one day,
0: this and piece of glass. Kind of the point that I've been thinking about is sometimes if we're relating this to going through a point of something in your life. Sometimes you, you don't know that you're going through this thing or you don't know that the thing that you're going through is going to turn you're going to be this beautiful gym at the end of it. It's just like, well, this is awful. And I, yeah, I'm just being tossed around for 40 fucking years. And then one day you're back in the sunlight and you're like, I'm worth $4,000. See, that's the thing. And that's, what's so important.
1: You know, like somebody is going to pick that up that has been traveling through the ocean that somebody threw away and it's a treasure. They will have found a treasure that is the complete transformation that's happened. And that piece of glass has a whole new chapter now, a whole new existence back in the light, back on earth, after that transformational process. I mean, even down to a chemical nature, it has changed in every way. And I mm. think that's the message. I mean, it's really, you you can do it, whatever it is. And I'm kind of that way, I push people and in, in, I, I do, I believe in people to the point sometimes where it's like harsh, because I, it's just like, you can do it. No, no matter what it is, you can do it. You can start over. You can rebuild yourself. You can rebuild your life. You can be better than you are now. It just takes time. That's it. And it's rough and it's painful and it's abrasive. And because of that, time is a double-edged sword. You, know, you have this weight of the universe, just like the pressure of the ocean. It's this unrelenting, terrifying concept. You have time, but time can polish you too. You know, it's, it's, if you can resist the pressure, if you can resist the weight, it can polish you up, but it takes that ability to bear it and not implode, which is really hard to do sometimes. And so I think sea glass is going to be something that I'm going to think on You know, I've had my moments, I've had to completely rebuild myself up from a foundational level and do it with the frustration and anger of knowing that I let someone else put me there. And it took years, years to fix that and put my life back together and decide what I wanted to be and who I was gonna be because I had to start over. And it sucked a lot, but there's peace now you know, that came from that. Like, I I know the feeling. It literally is like sand just nicking away at your skin. But eventually, all of that skin is gone. And it's just new skin. And eventually, no matter what, after a while, all of the old skin's knocked off. There's nothing left for anything. It's just polished. And it's that element of time. If you can just take the time and the pressure and the abrasiveness, you'll be polished. But you just have to Dig in a little bit and make it through the rocks. You know, like there's just such a metaphor that goes with it all.
0: Getting thrown it, you're thrown in a a secchi's bottle, and you come out a beautiful pair of earrings. There you go, beautiful green, lovely colored oh, piece yeah. of sea glass, and looking looking like a fancy cough <laughs> drop. Exactly,
1: and I just that's the point I want to go like drive home is that I think everybody has great power. Mm. I don't think everybody is tapped into it, but everybody yeah. has it. Everybody does. Cause at the end of the day, I said it a million times, we are animals and there is instinct there that is so deep and it is so ancient and it is so old. And that instinct is real. And even though we might not be as tuned into that element of grueling survival, and moving forward for the sake of moving forward, because that's just what you have to do. It's still there. And I think it's important, you know, and of course, like for people who are having serious thoughts of suicide and things like that, I'm not telling you to get a piece of C-glass and fix all of your problems. However, with every treatment you can have a basket of weapons to use at your disposal. And I think something like this, which has the mental component of its thought to me, I don't know if I held a piece of sea glass other than the oceanic power. I, it wouldn't, it's not as much the energy of it as what it means. And I think that it's a very thoughtful thing. And I think that's important when it comes to hard, hard moments of wondering if it's worth, if it's even worth moving on. And I think looking at that piece of glass can clarify that it is, or it can be, it can be. It's not to say it's going to be easy by any stretch because it rarely is. I mean, life isn't easy. (laughs) Life is not easy, but there is more than likely an end result that you might not be aware of. You might not even can envision. It's so far away and hard to even imagine, but it's likely there. You just gotta get, you gotta get there. And I, I think that's important. You know, I think that if this thing, this delicate thing, this piece of glass, like literally the thing that we expect to break yeah, <laughs> has survived the just colossal power of the ocean. It has made it through immense pressure. It has survived rocks and not been shattered into dust this volatile world of roughness and complete unforgiving environmental pressures, piece of glass made it. And it comes out this new thing. And I think that just needs to be remembered. And I, there's, there's a line in Kushiel's Dart, um, which I'm rereading and I feel no shame about. Um, it's that which yields is not always weak. And I think that that kind of goes with here, you know, you think of this delicate thing and I think in its ability to just move with the waters and be whipped around and this acceptance of what's going on and the forward motion of just being like, okay, I think think of it like that, like this glass, it went with it. It just moved on and it made it through its situation and it didn't fight it. And here it is. And I, I don't know, I'm very, it's very thought provoking to me. And I hope somebody out here needed to hear this, because I feel like somebody did. And I hope that it, I don't know, I I don't know what I hope that it does. But I feel like it's supposed to do something for someone.
0: I mean, I think that it can be a very powerful reminder even even if you maybe get the smallest little chunk of it for yourself just to carry with you Mm -hmm. uh to when you are feeling is this gonna get better Mm -hmm. is this just my life from now on Mm -hmm. like I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing if I've done anything at all like to just kind of have and be like no I'm still dragging on the ocean floor like I'm still there and I'm a million feet underwater well however deep the ocean is I don't know science (laughs) and you're like i just can't see the sun and i'm under the sand right now and that's just like but one day but one that's, day that's
1: pretty cool so i that's the thing it's very optimistic and it's very thoughtful and i think it's important to remember sometimes in the scheme of things that things will likely get better mm. they more than likely will get better it's not going to be something that you wake up and snap awake and are like, "Whoa, oh, I'm better, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a gem. Yeah, but like the time and the pressure and the resistance and the persistence is important. And I think that after a while, you know, like it's a memory and that's all, mm. you know? And I think that's important. And this is not directly related, but it reminds me of that thing that you hear all the time to where it's like every seven years, all of the cells in your body have completely turned over. So like if you were touched or interacted with anyone or anything like that in seven years, they've had no contact with you at all because the cells are dead.
0: A new being completely.
1: It reminds me of that a little bit, but in a (laughs) non-related way.
0: You were exfoliated so hard. (laughs) So that's oh, sea glass I love it. What an inspirational little bastard. It is an inspirational bastard. I've got a decidedly less inspirational bitch for you today. That's OK. Not that it's, uh, not that it's a uh, Debbie Downer. It's just very functional. Good. Hey, you need that. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about burdock. There's some surprises here. OK. But first, I want to get into the, the A.K.A.'s, because this is almost my favorite part of all herbs, is all the names. Here we go. Articum Lapa. I don't know if that's right, but the rough translation on that is bear grabber. Oh, and it alludes to how the seed spreads through the world, through the Cute. universe. There's also Articum Minus, which is technically different but it's super similar in appearance and medicinal slash metaphysical properties. So they're both called burdock. A lot of the times okay. people will just, call, they'll just say burdock and it can kind of be a toss up. However, the um, artichium minus is more common. So it's probably that, but there you go. You could also call it gobo root, which is sold at a lot of uh, markets as gobo root or bat root, which is I like that. But I, I also want to I want to say something. I got this next bit from commonsensehome.com. and I officially want to enter burdock into the uh, the most folkloric names that we've ever had. Here we Great. go. Great. Get ready. Burdock, according to Common Sense Home, is also known as loves leaves, beggars buttons, cockle buttons, thorny burr, burr seed, clot burr, cockle burr, grass burdock, stickers, stick tight, burrs, burr seed, cuckoo button, which is my favorite. Cloth burr, Foxcloat, hardock, mm. harbor, herbur, <laughs> H-, H U R R B U R R, turkey burr seed, turkey burr, personata, batweed, woolly dock, happy major, Prosporum, And philanthropum. I don't know. I got to go with beggar's butthole. (laughs) Beggars? My personal favorite. I mean, I I do like the cuckoo button because that's hilarious. I like herber. Herber. Especially (laughs) right after herber. 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 Herber beggar's butthole. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I'm just going to call it Burdock. Burdock is a member of the Thistle fam. Mm. So, if you're allergic to other members of the Thistle fam, don't eat it. (laughs) They produce a pink flower that uh, it, it also resembles the bull thistle that Mace has talked about in a recent episode. The element is Earth and the planet is Venus. I'm not really sure why. It didn't have a lot of love characteristics. Mm. it's not very venus tied but i I just kept saying that it was tied to venus so whatever burdock root can uh easily be contaminated with the properties of what's being grown around it Mm. namely it just loves to soak up belladonna so if you're harvesting it make sure that you're getting it from a safe area Mm. so it's native to europe and asia it's been used in uh, it's been god Damn it, I heard it as soon as I said it. Burdock has been used in traditional medicine for ages. The common use was the treatment of syphilis. oh shit, but also many other things. Uh, in Turkey, the plant was seen to keep away the evil eye and become uh, it became common imagery in tapestries to symbolize. Protection, but in my notes I wrote to symbolize protection. <laughs> <laughs> okay, many Native <laughs> Toby Mac many Native be American tribes. <laughs> so, I got protection. <laughs> oh, <laughs> many Native American tribes used burdock for uh, the skin health properties, and around the same time, it was uh, being introduced introduced to Native American tribes. It was being introduced into um, uh, American conjure and root work. So it quickly became a favorite for protection and cleansing, now used uh, in many different types of magic and spell work all over the world. In the 20s, burdock was a main ingredient in two very popular cancer treatments, the Hoxie formula, which Every time I wrote that, I just thought, the Reynolds pamphlet. Um, <laughs> and Essiac, E-S-S-I-A-C, of which there is still a T that was named in uh, in its namesake. It's called Essiac I believe. Uh, not a cure, but interesting nonetheless. So weirdly enough, I don't know why this feels so weird to me. The little burrs that it has that makes people hate this plant. A lot of people absolutely hate this it's one of their least favorite weeds of all time mm. uh we, called them stickers yeah. growing up. we call them stickers yeah we call them cockle yeah and you just you can't walk anywhere on a path because they love to grow along paths yeah they because do. that's how they're transferred uh so you just can't get away from them however it was actually inspiration behind the invention of velcro so i believe that that's cool granted i'm pretty yeah, sure aliens same- invented velcro See, I was gonna, I was, I was gonna say, I'd always heard aliens gave us Velcro, but <laughs> apparently it was burdock. I don't know. Pick and choose what you want to believe. Um In the UK, and if you live over there, if you've been over there, please give me some insight on this. There's apparently a very popular kind of a old, old timey saloony style. I don't know if it's saloony style, but old uh, soda called burdock and dandelion, Ooh. and it's apparently tastes similar, I know, they say it apparently, it tastes similar to the American version of, or the American root beer. So if you have had uh, that burdock and dandelion soda, or especially if you've had that and American root beer, tell us. Sound uh, off. Is it the same? Is it good? Do they still make it? I don't know. And before, uh, before, hops was used in the creation of beer they used burdock as a bittering agent interesting gardeners hate it (laughs) but it is a wildly useful plant so keep an open mind in regards to the uh you know the rampant burdock slander that goes on so you can use this plant here's the mundane My chair is so squeaky, and I know everybody's sitting there. They think it's farts.
1: Everyone. Uh,
0: You can use the plant in a few different ways, okay? Each seeming to have its own pros, like its own strengths. And when I say that, I mean you can use the seeds. You can use the stalks. You can use the leaves and the roots and the flower itself. Now, they all uh, carry similar properties. However, sometimes, like... The seeds are stronger for this, and the root is stronger for mm-hmm. this, so I'll kind of break that down a little bit. So, burdock is high in B vitamins. It's anti-inflammatory, cooling, antifungal, antibacterial, and antiviral. Whoa. Excuse me. Whoa. Burdock is a cleaner of the blood, but seemingly extra powerfully so, because we've had a few herbs on here that say I filter the blood. However, blood and liver function seems to be burdock's ox- bread and butter. Well, that it fits if it's in the, the thistle family. System. Yeah, exactly. It, it's uh, the cleanser of your blood. Mm. It encourages the lymphatic, lymphatic, <laughs> the lymphatic system to flow, flushing out impurities. Um, both in that it helps to deswell the lymph glands. So if you've got anything where you're feeling like kind of puffy lymph glands mm-hmm. uh, it'll help to flush that through uh, but it's also a diuretic and a diaphoretic and that is the root and the seeds respectively uh, how you would use those this might extend to other members of the thistle family but I'm reading it about burdock so take this with a grain of salt however the lymphatic system usually requires physical manipulation and or exercise to drain or to get flowing. But burdock is one of just a handful of plants that can help get the lymphatic draining without uh, doing any kind of manipulation or getting up and actually getting the blood Mm -hmm. flowing. So if you're sick and you don't feel like jogging on a treadmill uh, or anything like that, and you're having just, you know, sometimes you just swell up, it'll Mm -hmm. help to flush it there in a similar vein. It helps with issues of the kidney and the liver. It is said to aid the treatment of diabetes, stabilizing blood sugar and lessening mm. cravings for sugar-rich foods. Other ways uh, it can it can help you and in your insides in other ways, such as promoting gut health.
1: Oh, I'm all about the gut health. Look, I, I will talk to you, you for days about
0: the importance of healthy gut flora. I listen. I, Knew you would. As soon as I saw this, I was like, "She's gonna have something to say." I know it. So burdock is high in inulin, not insulin. Please hear me correctly. Mm-hmm. It's high in inulin that helps feed the flora in the gut, making it a great prebiotic. Uh, it also may make you super gassy. I got Clark a, uh, I got Clark a, a little fermentation kit, and it came in the other day, and he's super stoked to use it.
1: I have to tell you something. Uh-oh. Oh Oh, God, I I haven't recovered from it. So we got back from our camping trip yesterday and I had cleaned Mm -hmm. the house before we left because I've told you before I like to do that. And we walk in and uh, lo and behold, literally like a grenade, three of my kombucha bottles had exploded when we were gone. Oh
0: my God.
1: And listen to me, dude. We might like, if someone would have been home when that happened, one of us might've, if not been killed, seriously maimed. We found glass, so it was sitting by our sink. Listen to this, we found glass on the stairs. Wait. It completely blew outwards. So I, well, I one, I got, they were brewer's bottles, but they were really cheap ones. And so I had just left it out on the counter, I guess, Ah. too long. And I didn't think it would be an issue. There wasn't very many, like, very much left in any of them. Like, I just set them out just to clean them, you know? And I was like, well, we'll just be gone for a day. It shouldn't be a problem. But what happened is one, I think, exploded, causing the other one to get jostled and explode. And then one from the explosion got knocked onto the floor, which then exploded. There's glass
0: (laughs) underneath the cabinet
1: lodged in. Like, there was glass in the living room all the way like near the tentacle painting like seriously someone could have oh died god and it's, it was thank, more of so a mess glad y'all were not there jesus it was such a mess like literally there, there was dust there was glass in the form of like dust
0: Whoa. on
1: everything and that's what i got home to after cleaning oh, my shit. house to leave before oh, no. going camping
0: <laughs> i was devastated that sucks but yeah. i'm glad y'all weren't home because do you know Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, no, seriously, it it could have been very serious. Be careful with that. Well, I'm going to get actual good, (sighs) non-shitty, like, high-pressure-taking brewer's bottles this time and Mm. not chintz out. Mm.
0: Shit. Get some made out of titanium. I don't... uh... (laughs) Okay, well... (laughs) I have a little snippet here from Practice Self-Reliance, and they write, I make a burdock vinegar every year for my husband, and he drinks it straight. Just a jar full of sliced burdock covered with raw apple cider vinegar and left to infuse for a few months. I then strain it out, and he eats the burdock roots as pickles. Uh, He'll pour the infused burdock vinegar into a shot glass and drink it anytime he has a bit of a stomach upset.
1: I'll fuck with that. I think that's great.
0: Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a very practical way to not only um, preserve your food, but to be able to use every part of it. That sounds pretty good, especially if if you are getting those gut health benefits. I know I would like to definitely concentrate more on that. Um, Let me tell you something. Your life is so much easier
1: when you have good gut health.
0: Well, I've been thinking about it and I'm just like, yeah, my shit is probably wrecked.
1: So I would like to. Well, I mean, dude, uh, it just goes everywhere, even down to your immune system. Like everything
0: is connected to your gut. Yeah, everything is everything. And especially the more we dive in, especially the more we dive into this kind of stuff, uh, it just seems that everything comes back to it. Mm-hmm. So all goes to the gut, it all goes from the gut. I got a feeling in my gut. I hate mm. the word gut. I mean, gut. I hate it, but I love it. Gut. Burdock <laughs> is and also my gut
1: locker. Gut locker. Oh, you know that song is the foxtrot. Uniform, Charlie, Kilo. Oh, you have to remember that. You don't. Wow sorry what's it from what i am so surprised that you you should know it more than i should I, i'm sorry i'm i just, just it was by bloodhound gang like and i'm not even you know you're just gonna have to listen to it it's a oh. whole <laughs> song of sexu- sexual innuendos and it's great and Wait, why
0: should i know it better
1: is it because i'm old yeah <laughs> not old but that was definitely a bit more your era yeah like of was, teen ugh. or you know kind of years oh
0: everybody knew it
1: yeah i no. mean apparently i don't i blocked it out so we'll see yeah it's great there's some real gems in there but anyway mm-hmm. hit that up because i don't like that you don't know what i'm
0: talking about <laughs> i don't and i love i love how upset that made you it's, it makes me sad you get such gems as marinate The
1: nether rod in the gut locker.
0: Ew. Why are they nasty? Batter dip.
1: The cranny axe. In the smush mitten, I think is that one. I don't remember.
0: Okay, wait. Can we talk about how great cranny (laughs) axe (laughs) is?
1: There's, they call the dick a, a dude piston, which I think is the funniest
0: thing ever, with the dude piston. It's great. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, well, I like that. Yeah. Hmm. So, burdock could be helpful <laughs> outside of the body, particularly the skin. Uh, we're, I can't just fade into this after that, so I'm going to We do it all the time. All the time. Okay, so Particularly on the skin, where it can aid in calming red, angry skin, rashes, boils. It can help soothe eczema and psoriasis, as well as burns. How do you do that? Uh, Like as a poultice? Well, Macy, yes. I saw some very brilliant kitchen witches that would keep the uh, dehydrated and dried out uh, leaves, not the roots, but the leaves, in their kitchen. That way, when they need it, you can wet it Mm. and kind of use that use the actual leaf to bandage Just kind of plaster it on there yeah just kind of um i'm I'm particularly good with helping in burns because it helps to heal the skin but uh from what i've read everyone says it helps to kind of take the pain uh as well so that's pretty pretty neat i also saw this statement are you ready for this we love it here uh burdock eliminates acne oh excellent and from what I could tell, it is good for acne because the seeds are shown to uh, help heal sebaceous glands and help um, them perform more regularly. Uh, where uh, So you oh, wouldn't be overproducing sebum to it, quite exactly, the extent. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you wouldn't have such pro, it would help with like infection, chronic infection, gotcha. like that. So yes, it will help with acne. Um, I'm, I don't think it eliminates <laughs> acne, but it can lessen it. Um, And I also saw that a mundane use for it was in uh, penile health. Oh. Traditional, or I guess maybe libido health. I don't know. But traditionally. You uh, mean your sex drive doesn't come from your penis? (laughs) Well, depends on who you're talking to. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Traditionally, they would do this. Well, this, this is a little bit of a weirdness for me because it's not... A lot of the times you'll see things that helps libido, and you'll take it like, ooh, like a, ooh, like a tea, you yeah. know, or a tincture. This one, however, you steep the plant and the root in oil, and then you rub it onto um, the, the genital region. Oh, you put it right on there. Head on. You apply, apply up, directly. Pl- up, apply to the danger. Um, <laughs> Head it, on. Apply to directly the, to the dickhead. To the dickhead. It was forehead. The koozie axe? What did they call it? crevice axe axe. Uh, but it will help it it claims to be able to help reclaim your virility in that way now I didn't see this for for the the, the vagina but we'll you know try it I don't know (laughs) so moving on to the metaphys Um, so just like in the mundane uses it can help This is one of those herbs that got a lot of its metaphysical purpose from the physical purpose. It can help flush out baddies, um, just like it can help flush out baddies in the spiritual, or in the mundane sense. Burdock, the work really revolves around protection and cleansing. In root work, you can use it to ward, you can use it to break curses, uh, you can use it to... Uh, Sorry, you can use it in charms to help protect you from any harmful spells from other witches that they might be casting on you. Uh, And you can also hang it, the dried root, from a red string to protect yourself or your home, depending on where you hang it from. Mm. Uh, You can work it into your spells to add good fortune. You can burn the leaves to wish a, um, I'm sorry, with a wish written on it to see them come true, kind of like a bay leaf. Mm. Um, but other than that general cleansing and protection, there wasn't much metaphysical, um, yeah, going on. Yeah, it seems very practical. That. It's very practical, very straightforward, even, uh, even with that kind of out of left field penis massage thing that it had going on. Hey. Um, but here's all the different ways you can use it. You can burn it for protection. Uh, and I'm assuming this is going to be leaves, maybe the dried flower, because burning a root doesn't seem super pleasant. I'm into it. You can steep it in um, water. (laughs) You can steep it in water uh, to make a cleansing and protective floor wash. And now when I'm saying it, again, this could be any part of the Mm -hmm. plant unless otherwise specified. Uh, Like earlier, the seeds directly, that's the part that's going to help with acne. So sometimes you'll see uh, a homemade acne, wash or cream Mm. or something and they will say it's got burdock root in it which Mm -hmm. is great it will help however if you can see somebody who's like i put burdock seed in this then it's like that's the one you go okay okay so just keep that in mind you can take it internally you can make a tea out of it uh or more powerfully a tincture you can make a tea out of it you can make a decoction out of it by boiling the uh roots for about 20 minutes simmer them for about 20 minutes and it's a uh, any any time you can get like a decoction over a tea it's gonna pack a little bit more of a punch mm-hmm. um you can infuse it into oils butters even um salve kind of things to make a rub for yourself um especially if you're looking to use it in um and skin issues, you can straight up eat it. You can eat the roots. A lot of people eat the roots because they just like the way they taste. There seems to be a polarizing, (laughs) kind of a decisive feeling to how people think about the taste. Some people are like, ooh, it's so good. It's like a carrot, sort of like a baby potato. Uh, I've heard it also likened to a parsnip is like super close (laughs) apparently to how it tastes. However, other people say that it tastes like dirt. Um, and
1: I'm all right with both. From what I could things. tell,
0: that's see, and that's that's what I'm thinking. However, I saw a couple of people say, and I like earthy things, but this was like too much, so keep that in mind. It will get cut down um if you steam the root or boil, you can roast the root, basically anything you can do to a carrot or a potato, you can do to the root. Um, But if you're planning on eating the leaves, prepare for it to be bitter. Some people like to eat bitter salads to help with digestion and stuff like that. You can throw that in there. Uh, You can also pair it with dandelion to make a good tea or, again, with the salad if you're uh, wanting some of that bitterness. Eating the root of the plant is said to be a, you're in it for the long haul. Okay. Mm. So you're not going to eat the root because you're having a tummy ache that day and expect that to fix it. Okay. Eating it is going to be long-term gut health or long-term blood sugar Mm. management, or however you're doing it. If you want something faster, turn to a decoction, turn to a tincture, something like that. Uh, But if you're eating it, think of it as maintenance Mm. or just a long-term care plan. And I have here, from herbalremediesadvice.org, oh. some doses. If you're eating it as a food, they say have at it. Although it may create a lot of gas. Hey. But other than that, there's no real limit on how much you should use. I think, hey, that's a good thing. Gases, it out. getting it out, yeah. If you're using uh, the roots as a decoction, then try to use about 15 to 30 grams. The seeds is 3 to 10 grams tinctures made out of the seeds is two to three milliliters three times per day uh, if you're not trying to overdo it and then just keep in mind if you are allergic to other members of the thistle family to be and tread lightly with burdock however most people can eat it it is sold as a vegetable it's not something that um, approach it with caution like you would any other new food Mm -hmm. Uh, but You'll probably be you'll probably be fine. That's not a woba promise. Please talk to your doctor. But that is a burdock. 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 Kerber. Bird. Bird person. <laughs> Did you say Gerber? I said Herber. Herber. <laughs> That's such a stupid name. <laughs> uh, I'm starting to smell dinner myself. Dude, I've been smelling mango curry for two hours. We've got leftover Nashville hot chicken sandwiches. Oh, where'd those come from? I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you. There's a place called Super Chicks. And if you are in the DFW area, please, for the love of all Jesus, of all Jesus, look into Super Chicks, see if you can have it delivered or whatever. It's so good. But it's also, I've seen a lot of people touting it as like a a replacement for Chick-fil-A and i'm about okay that's okay all right i feel that they're like small or whatever and they do the same thing with the pickle brine and Mm. it's fucking so good it makes me want to cry so if you're in the dfw area try super chicks and not not spawns or whatever but yo get at us if you want to send us some uh, hot chicken strips or whatever you do (laughs) um (laughs) macy Mm. if you want to advertise with the witch bitch amateur hour where can you scoot down to? You can
1: scoot all the way down to advertisecast.com forward slash the witch bitch amateur
0: hour podcast. I don't know. Our email address is wbhpodcast at gmail.com. We have an Instagram where Insta Jim is still deep in his um, hibernation slumber. And you can go over there and see those ridiculous pictures that we have our, uh, when we're, we're just children. At which bitch amateur hour? <laughs> We're just babies. We have a Twitter hat bitch hour. One Facebook at which amateur hour? You're only allowed in once. <laughs> only visit our Facebook one time. Then you gotta go.
1: The first rule about Facebook is that you don't
0: talk about Facebook. <laughs> God patreon if you would like to support the that was aggressive i'm sorry we do have a patreon if you'd like to support the podcast patreon.com slash podcast mm-hmm. and the 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 p.o box that doesn't quite know how to properly talk about numbers miss saws
1: miss saws the banshee the clumsy mermaid or the
0: <laughs> no, sloppy mermaid the drunk sloppy mermaid the sloppy mermaid the banshee the doesn't quite know how to say four and two properly uh where does she live she lives at p.o box
1: 865 oh. seven f- oh, canton texas seven five one
0: zero three seven five one zero three i saw someone on facebook say that our p.o box always makes them think of eight six seven five three. Oh nine, yeah, yeah. So there's that. Alrighty then. Wow. 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 I hope this recording comes out, man. I do too. Who
1: fucking knows, right?
0: Yeah, we'll see. Huh. All right. Well, I'm gonna go pee,
1: and then I'm gonna eat dinner in that order. You're shaking like you need to pee. I do. You have need to pee. To it on. hit like a ton of bricks. <laughs>